0: This is Caesar and the Wise Guy Podcast, episode 26, and this is Caesar. And this is the wise guy over here. Hey, yo. Yeah, we have a great show coming your way. Mike, the wise guy and I will discuss whether Major League Baseball should deaden up the baseball or keep it live. Live ball versus (laughs) dead ball. So what's better for the game? We're about to find out. In the NBA, should Kobe Bryant be the new NBA logo? And is LaMelo Ball the front runner for Rookie of the Year? Is James Harden already at the top of the MVP race? We're going to get into that. Also, the latest drama in the NFL right now. And if you guys haven't subscribed to our podcast, you can do so on all major platforms like Apple Podcasts. Email us to Caesar at Caesar and dot com. And now it's time to get on with the show.
1: All right. Let's set it off. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Hope everybody's staying safe. Listen, I'm going to get right into it. It is baseball season. <laughs> And it's close to the start of baseball. We are in spring training already. And we're getting into a little bit of an interesting issue right now because Major League Baseball in 2021 will deaden the ball. Now, Caesar and I had a long, drawn-out conversation about this because, Mm -hmm. in turn, that means there's going to be a lot fewer home runs in baseball. Look, I personally don't disagree. Agree with Caesar because I know Caesar loves the dead in ball. He wants to see a pitcher's duel. Now, look, I don't disagree with that. Just the same argument I made for basketball, as I explained on my last podcast and get it off your chest. You want to see that defensive game again. You don't want to see such a fast paced game and so much offense. That's the evolution of sports. Right. But keep it that way. But I'm just saying in general, I'm going to take a stance for people in general and the population of people nowadays don't want to see a boring game in baseball. They want to see the ball fly and those bats flipping. The game was so exciting when Maguire and Sosa back in those days were hitting the long balls left and right out of the park. Until they were discovered that they were on PEDs, of course. And it's just like the juiced up players that Caesar wants in the Hall of Fame. What's the difference,
0: You can make that comparison, but at the same time, we're talking about the actual baseball here. You know, the laces being tighter. It's just the way they designed the ball. It's controversial, but I looked into this and it's actually legal for Major League Baseball to produce baseballs and kind of modify that. In fact, a lot of people don't know this, but in the 2019 and 2020 playoffs, they use a mixed bunch of live balls and deader balls as well. So that's why you saw some balls flying over the wall and you saw other balls that were smacked. You thought were going over the wall for a home run. Now all of a sudden it died in the warning track. Some are dragging. Max Muncy, he was asked about it. It's like, what do you think about MLB deadening up the baseball? And he doesn't like it because I know for a fact he came up with that. He blew up pretty much hitting home runs in Dodger Stadium and came out of nowhere. I'm not saying he only hits home runs because the ball is easier to hit out, but he does get, in my opinion, just like other players, maybe five, 10 more home runs per year. You know, I feel like if you're going to make something, make a new rule, make it straight across the board. If you're going to have a DH, let it be on both sides, but the point I'm trying to say is after a while, because everyone started noticing the difference in 2017, I noticed primarily on night games in Dodger Stadium when my Giants, San Francisco Giants, would face the Los Angeles Dodgers. All of a sudden at nighttime at Dodger Stadium, the balls were flying out and that never happened. I know that for sure because I've been watching games very, very closely every single year. And there's no way, especially in the World Series years, and my Giants played in 2010, 12 and 14. They had home okay. runs flying out of Dodgers. Roger stand is at nighttime but anyway
1: oh well hey that's the evolution of sports man it's always trying to make the game a little bit more interesting with some new rules it's relative you wouldn't see the constant three-point logo shots from your boy curry if not for the rule changes I mean sure it takes away aspects of the game it makes it more exciting I mean it negates the defense it brings more offense it makes it faster paced it concerns me a little bit about the blisters that the pitchers get sure but it allows for players like to Tease, Tatis Jr. and Betts and Trout to all get paid. tease Jr. just got paid a huge contract. It lets them get paid these huge contracts, these hitters. And Juan Soto and Judge to be up next, maybe the first of the two, to get paid a $500 million in history contract because they make a living off hitting. And it's exciting for the game. And I'm sure pitchers are good with deading the ball a little bit because there's going to be a duel on the bump. But hitters who make a living off of hitting while in an error of pitchers who are throwing heat of a hundred miles per hour who aren't controlling the ball or trying to adjust to the game or the ball are not so keen to it. Of course, I can understand that. And
0: look, look, as much as I don't mind seeing extra runs scored once in a while, I still prefer, I still think that the pitchers are kind of neglected here. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and quote Justin Verlander. Everyone knows Justin Verlander, Cy Young Award winner. I'm going to quote him. He says, it's an effing joke. This is what he said. He says, Major League Baseball is turning this game into a joke. They own Rawlings, you know, the Rawlings Baseball. I saw that. And then you got yeah. Manfred up there saying that it might be that way and, you know, he's upset about it and a lot of pitchers are upset about it because a lot of people forget what happens in 2017 when the home runs just escalated, even more home runs in 2018. You know, pitchers being called up, especially young pitchers who are trying to build the name for themselves, get bit. They're the victim of that live long ball, that extra 10 feet, 20 feet, whatever it to get that hey, baseball A home the run the beats the
1: shift every time, brother. A home well, run that's, beats that, the that's, shift every time. That's
0: true, but I do understand what Justin Verlander was saying, that the balls are juiced. And in the beginning, I didn't really see an issue that the balls were a little livened up. But now after 2017, 18, 19, now 20, you've seen the effects. You just kind of start to miss what it was like before that. So I think it's about that time in 2021 to deaden it up a little bit, make it more even playing ground as far as both the pitchers and... And the batters, I think it's going to make baseball still exciting. I don't know why people feel it's going to hurt baseball that much to see a little bit less home runs. I think right now, if it has to be between the pitchers and the batters, I think the pitchers could make a little more name for themselves as well because they can hang around you know what? the game. My- my only last
1: argument is they could have at least brought this up before the rosters were all put together
0: as well. Baseball's notorious for that's doing less. things like this. And before you know it, <laughs> they're going to probably bring back the DH before the season starts. Or they're going to do know, the expanded playoffs like literally the day before the first pitch of the very first game of the year. I mean, that's how that's, baseball is. That's
1: your boy Manfred for you. That's anyway, Manfred for but- you. Yeah. Let's move on to some N1, some NBA. There's a couple of cool topics we want to discuss here with you. Obviously, should Kobe Bryant be the new logo, like Caesar was saying? That's definitely a good idea. In my opinion, if they're going to change the logo, it's something that they've been discussing for years. The NBA, all the associations and the boards and everybody, if Commissioner Adam Silver is going to look to change the logo. I know this was brought up in social media and with the media obviously, by Kyrie Irving and Kobe Bryant's wife. Right. They put together the idea, yeah. Kyrie made a lot of bold statements in the media, obviously, in regards to it. As he always
0: does, yeah. As (laughs) As he always does. As we always talk Um,
1: about You can't hate on the guy. I mean, the guy's got like, he's got a huge heart and he he plays his heart out. You just got to get a little confused sometimes with some of his actions. But, you know, that's just Kyrie for you. Dude is fire. Anyway, back to Kobe Bryant. I I think nobody would be able to argue Kobe Bryant as the logo, especially nowadays. I mean, you can say, how about Dr. J, Julius Irving? How about LeBron James when he retires? How about Michael Jordan, the GOAT? Mm Will Chamberlain. And whoever you want. Yeah, yeah dude. The dude you have, are. Absolutely. How about Curry, your boy? For me, Clyde Frazier, yeah. the only one who won your, the championship for the Knicks. Yeah, man, he beat the Lakers. Some some Knicks franchise history for everybody in that game where he won it in 1970. He beat the Lakers. He had 36 points, 19 assists, and seven boards in that
0: game. Well, Walt Frazier he also said that he feels it shouldn't even be Jerry West or it shouldn't even be Kobe Bryant. So he feels there's other guys just like we were saying, Chamberlain. And you would think too, like Michael Jordan would be like such an easy. Yeah, I mean, you would think like Michael Jordan would be like an easy pick because he's like the goat, but it actually doesn't work that way because people tend to associate the logo for some reason they tend to associate the logo as a face of the NBA as if it's just representing the entire thing sure. I think you need to take maybe just a step back a little bit and just realize it's just a logo not Absolutely. that big and nobody huge would be deal. able to
1: argue though Kobe Bryant because nobody at his status in like a top 10 type player of the NBA has died so tragically that's true you know they dedicate so much to Kobe Bryant like like, for example, the All-Star game, the amount of points that they play, that so much is dedicated right. to him. Now, that would be such a great honor. Nobody would be able to argue not Kobe
0: Bryant, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, he is unless just... they <laughs> actually made a logo with the actual black Mamba next to it and then people would be like, OK, what's the Mamba doing right there? So, yeah, I could understand right. that. And but
1: And <laughs> speaking of Mamba, like everybody wants to play Mamba mentality, just right, like right. Kobe <laughs> Bryant on the court. So that would be, in my opinion, a great movement for the NBA. No,
0: and I and I get and you. And,
1: I, I don't think anybody could argue that.
0: And I agree. And here's what I think about this. I was driving one day, not just the other day, and I was listening to a radio personality. He was actually against, I forgot his name, but he was actually anti Kobe logo. He said the day they decide to make Kobe the logo and they sit there and they make the announcement, there's going to be all these news headlines talking about Kobe's past or, you know, what he did with his wife. And I guess there was accusations with another woman. I can care less really because it was so long ago and he was like 24, 25 years old. He's a young guy. He makes mistakes. It's not like he's OJ Simpson or he did something crazy. You know what I mean? They made it seem like as if that should be enough to not make him considered to be the logo because of that. But I mean, come on now let's look at what happened recently, his trajectory in life after basketball, his career, what he was doing as an entrepreneur with his family, his kids. That to me in itself should make him automatically the logo. Why not? So my problem is, is when people say, well, yeah, why does he have to be the logo just because he died tragically? And my answer is, yeah. How many people that talented are going to go away like that? I mean, probably never again. Not like that. Right. Yeah, the answer is simply yes. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: you know? And that's, and that's why we remember him so much. And, and it was so tragic. And that's why we honor him because he was such a great player and because of the tragedy. So the answer is yes. Something yeah. a little bit more positive. Should LaMelo Ball be a lock for rookie of the year now? Since he's been starting, since Coach Borrega has put him in the starting role, he's been averaging 20 points, about seven assists, about six rebounds, Mm -hmm. and over 40% from three-point land. I mean, he is dazzling people. People did not think he was going to be this good. He's proven them wrong. I didn't think he was going to be this good at all.
0: No, no, I mean, either. I mean, we saw how high he was drafted. Still, the Warriors, Golden State Warriors, when they had a chance Mm. to snag him, they got James Wiseman, who I think James Wiseman will end up being an all-star. I always say he has potential high ceiling. I think the fact that just because Steph Curry was on the team, you don't want to have two major stars getting the attention, blah, blah, wouldn't work right. Two guys like that on the same team, but... Hey, I mean, look at the big three in Brooklyn. You got Harden, you got Kyrie KD. I mean, does it really hurt to have had Lamella Ball with the Warriors if you think about it? So things like that. Right, are they starting
1: to regret missing on him, on the 19-year-old rookie who's playing like he's been playing for years? He has such a high ceiling. I mean, nobody's been playing this well as a rookie in a long time. They're comparing him to nobody's played this well since the big O, since Oscar Robertson. (laughs) That's like years and years ago. Amazing. I mean, the only player close is Tyrese Halliburton. Boy.
0: And that's, he's that's been the playing guy you, out of his you mind. You made that call, man. You called months when we first started this podcast. You claimed he was going to be one of the best rookies coming out of that class. And you're right. He's one and two right now.
1: Yeah, it, it's amazing how far he fell in the draft. And it's amazing how he doesn't turn the ball over. He's playing out of his mind. He's also one of the rookies of the month. And Sacramento he's, Kings, yep. R- Yeah, he's right up there with LaMelo Ball. So it's a race between the two. But I kind of think LaMelo Ball is locked in right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was talked here. up, I think, earlier. I mean, his dad was pumping him up and everyone was questionable. Maybe it's just all talk, but he's proving all the naysayers wrong. I mean, especially the way he passes the ball, his assist is up there. I yes. mean, it's almost as if every time he gets an assist, it feels like LaMelo Ball just made that like he scored. I mean, he's just so swift. His teammates are loving it and he's only going to get better. He's going to get bigger smarter. I mean, that's lethal combination. It's not even a drinking legal age right now. So it's crazy. No,
1: he's a kid. He's 19 years old still. We have a lot to see of, of yeah, him. And, for sure. like, and the duration of the season is not even bothering him. He's saying himself, he's like, no, I'm a kid. I'm 19 years old. I could play basketball right. all the time. It's, it's funny while all the veterans are getting tired already. Anyway, Should James Harden be in the MVP conversation? He's leading the league in assists right now. Kyrie has given him the reins of point guard. said, you be the point guard. I'll be the shooting guard. You lead the team. And since he has, the Nets have been one of the most dominant teams in the NBA. He just had a 30 plus point game, over 15 assists, over 10 rebounds and zero turnovers. No one's done that in right. 44 years. Crazy. He's averaging 25 points, 11 to 12 assists and nine rebounds. This guy has got to be in the MVP conversation, at least because of his uncertainty selfishness alone and carrying this Nets team with Durant and Kyrie Irving on it.
0: Yeah, and for me, I just... I still have to see more because it almost seems as if he has these streaks where he just puts up crazy points and he kind of dips down a little bit. Really what he's known for right now is his ability to really make that adjustment to a new team. He's got his boys. He's got KD and Kyrie knowing they could go really far because he's tasted some success and he kind of wants to prove a point. But my question is like, how often would it be that he actually plays games with KD and Kyrie all at the same time? We all know they're all planning to be healthy all at the same time but it's going to come to a time where I have to see it for myself and Harden can still put up those type of points on the court at the same time I just still have to see it for myself well that's the
1: thing his unselfishness is proving he doesn't have to he could be somebody who just shares the ball he could just he can dish it out he can say here you score here you score I don't need to be the one who scores and when you're not able to score then I can be the one to just fire and score I can give you 30 a night if you need me to, but if not, I'd rather just give the ball to my teammates and let them score. I'd rather be yeah, the but, facilitator.
0: But I think we have other guys like Joel Embiid. I mean, you talk about him all the time with the Sixers. I mean, yeah. he's killing it right now.
1: He's killing it. He He's like Shaquille O'Neal back in his time, except with more skills. Yeah. I, I mean, Embiid is probably at the top of the race. I think LeBron has fell quite a bit. He's not hitting his three points as much. I think without having Anthony Davis on the team, LeBron has taken a step back. But you definitely got to put James Harden in the conversation, I think. It's funny that Houston is retiring his number.
0: <laughs> oh, I just heard that. Yeah, uh, I can't believe it. He's yeah, Number he 13. His number. It's crazy. To me, because well, he's played eight seasons with the Rockets. Retire his jersey as if he's almost retiring himself. I mean, that's got to be kind of questionable. I think so. He's never brought
1: them to a finals. They never won a conference finals. They're retiring his jersey based on being a great scorer, which I don't doubt. He's one of the best scorers we'll ever see in our lifetime. He won an MVP there. But what has he won in right. Houston? And plus, he's still got another eight to 10 years left in yeah, his career. So
0: yeah. I'm starting to think it. that maybe the Rockets are kind of kissing his butt a little bit. Uh, it was kind of awkward to me. He wanted to really get out. So it just happened. It feels like it just happened like literally two weeks ago. Here they are, right. retiring number 13. And it's almost like I just said, they're kissing his butt. Maybe James Harden was threatening to expose ownership in a different way during the off season, And maybe we were just trying Possibly. to make amends to him and say, hey, look, hey, welcome back. We're going we'll to retire your jersey. jersey. Yeah. Make you look don't real good. Don't say anything about jersey. us, <laughs> Keep it yeah. nice.
1: We're going to flip the 180 on you, turn you into yeah. a good guy real quick. right? Yeah. So that's a huge carousel over there. And speaking of carousels, let's go into some NFL real quick because there we I have am. quite we have quite a carousel going on with some quarterback gossip. I mean, Dak, for one, he wants Mahomes money. <laughs> I think that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> he should just retire now if he wants some Patrick Mahomes type money. So that's <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. It wouldn't have been an issue if the Cowboys signed him like two years ago. They would have been able to sign him to an extended contract. They would have got him for like. 15 to 20 million, or even last year, they would have got him for like 25 million, something like that. Right, but right. now they're stuck signing him to an extension. If they do, it's going to cost them closer between 35 and 40 million a year. And if they tag them, the tag is 38 million. So that's a lot of money, but he wants an extension and being paid Mahomes type money, which is even more than that. It makes more sense to trade for Russell Wilson, who has stated that the Cowboys would be one of his destinations, who is less valuable or or less cap room than Dak at this point and wants (laughs) out of Seattle, especially now after the signing of Watt. Over to the Cardinals. Yeah, the J. defensive Watt. fronts in that whole division now is ridiculous. Yeah, he doesn't so want to face frustrated.
0: the Cardinals <laughs> in the NFC West, <laughs> going up against Watt.
1: Yeah, or the 49ers or the Rams. Bonksa, they don't want to. Yeah. He doesn't want to face anybody.
0: He's frustrated yeah.
1: with the coaches, he's tired of the whole sack. offensive yeah. situation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because you and I had a segment about Wilson and the whole entire time at the end where we finished discussing that, I'm like, no, you know what? He's going to stay a Seahawk. There's no way he's going to leave. And then I think a little bit after that, you and I were talking, I'm like, you know what? Everyone's just talking about Wilson leaving. That's just all gossip. They're just trying to find a headline. You know how the social media is. And then after that, you know, you start hearing the stuff that Wilson was saying about Pete Carroll and then his son. And then I'm like, wait a minute, he's saying things that he's probably going to say something sayonara right after this entire offseason because it's almost hard to believe he's just going to come back to the Seahawks and be like, oh, my bad, guys. I was just a little frustrated. Let's get this thing going. I mean, come on. I think he said a little too much now that maybe now potentially... As crazy as it sounds, I mean, I can't even imagine him anywhere else other than a Seahawks. Well, I mean, I can't imagine him well, in a Cowboys. Dallas
1: would be Dallas would be a more manageable deal for them to take Russ Wilson, and yeah. he's also would Jerry Jones. The though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I'm well. He's under Pete Carroll now. He's also mentioned the Saints, the Raiders, the Bears. The Bears are primed to take a major leap, and if they get a quarterback, they have Trubisky, who they're looking to upgrade to. The Raiders, they have Carr, but if they can make some sort of a trade, the NFC West would be a different division. Who knows? And look at Deshaun Watson. He's at this point, after saying he wouldn't play another snap for Houston, he's at this point about to sit out into the season because his relationship in Houston is just way too far gone. He never wants to play another snap there. He told that to coach David Culley, the new coach. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. They have left him with absolutely nothing.
0: They actually try to get in his head and try to keep him on the team. And he just said, nope, I'm going to leave, y'all. And uh, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he takes it that far and sits out. I mean, it'll be a kind of waste of talent if you think about it, if it's sitting on the bench the entire time. But, hey, he's still young. He can still make something happen. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. And then you have Teddy Bridgewater, the 49ers. We're looking at him because, oh, I mean, they just have Jimmy Garbage on their roster. No. It's that Garoppolo, would be great. by the way.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, it's gone too far now with the soap talking, especially now with that I heard Bridgewater. Bridgewater is a downgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a definitely a
1: downgrade. I think it, it really, would just give Jimmy Garbage competition.
0: You just, love, you just find a way to see- <laughs> you funny ways to insert that garbage word in there. So, did do, do not remember Bridgewater like literally blew his knee out not so long ago, and they're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. So doesn't that would know be a perfect healthy. match
1: with Garoppolo. They oh, come can on, both man, sit back injured together. Neither of them no, play much.
0: Or oh, if that's gonna happen, one's got to go, one's got to stay. Obviously, so we're not gonna see that. So and then yeah, maybe I, I get it's
1: Sam Darnold as well from the Jets for a draft
0: no, no. pick. No, as I there said earlier, another he podcast. He stays healthy at least. No, man, <laughs> like I said in the previous podcast, there's no way we're going to get Sam Darnold. I, the 49er fan, here's my prediction. I think I told you this before. They're going to keep Jimmy G. They're going to draft a quarterback, maybe move up on a draft. And if they say what they say is true, Jimmy G, if he's going to eventually get hurt, whether it's after game four, game eight, game 10, right, whenever that is, insert the new quarterback, see what he's got. If he's really that good, take him to the promised land, whatever, as long as we get that Super Bowl. But I honestly believe if Jimmy G doesn't get hurt, he's just going to stay as a quarterback and take him as far as the Super Bowl. That's my prediction.
1: We shall see what happens. Let us know your thoughts about all this. Let us know what you think about how the Yankees are doing in spring (laughs) training. We want to know how you're feeling.
0: Let us (laughs) know what you think about the San Francisco Giants in this upcoming year. Straight for... (laughs) I'm looking forward to seeing what Mike Stramsey is going to be doing this year. I think he's going to make a push for the MVP race, assuming he's healthy. I see us making progress here, so I don't know about your Yankees. It's not automatic yeah, postseason you know over there. You know
1: what our Yankees could do. You know what our lineup is. You know what type of power we have. Dead ball, live ball, doesn't matter. You know what type of arms Voight has. You know what Judge could do. You know what, how we can produce offensively. But did you see D-Chains, Deidrick? Oh, my goodness. He looks like a guy that was picked up right off Pelham Parkway in the Bronx. (laughs) By the way, that's where I'm from. The guy looks incredible. Looks like he was born to be a Yankee. Want to give a big shout out. Anyway, this was episode 26. Caesar and the Wise Guy. Let us know your thoughts on the dead ball live ball. Let us know your thoughts about Kobe Bryant being the new logo. And let us know your thoughts about that quarterback carousel that's going on in the NFL. Stay with us and see ya!